Hello, and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain, a podcast dedicated to the mission of walking people towards healing and health. In each new episode, we will discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Here is your host, Stephanie West, a licensed practicing counselor in the state of Michigan, a teacher, and a professor who lives her life at the intersection of mental health and education. Thanks so much for following along. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to a new episode. When this one drops, we are halfway through August, which, again, I think I reference time quite often, how fleeting it actually is. And today is just kind of one of those podcast episodes of sitting in the awareness of time and our limited time and giving us some kind of critical thoughts about what should we be doing with the time that we've been given? What do we want to do with the time that we've been giving, but also what is meaningful with the time that we've been given? And I want to start by addressing probably one of the biggest lies that we can get wrapped up in, and that's the myth of I'll be happy when dot, dot, dot. And we fill those dot, dot, dots in, in a whole host of ways. So I'll be happy when the scale says something specific, or I'll be happy when my bank account says something specific, or I'll be happy when I get X amount of followers, or I'll be happy when I get a new partner, or I'll be happy when I take this perfect trip. Research does not bear this out at all. And from my own personal experience, it just doesn't work that way. Destination preoccupation, so not just not just travel, although that's a very literal destination preoccupation, but landing on the right number in the bank account, landing on the right number on the scale, landing the right amount of followers, whatever that looks like. Destination preoccupation is this nefarious lie. It's telling us that at some point we will arrive at the destination of happiness, and it just doesn't work that way. Research tells us that even when that dream, whatever the the it is comes true for you, often you can get like a a 10% bump in your excitement and your energy towards life and kind of feeling revitalized in your story. But that actually calms down very quickly. And then you revert back to where you're at now. Because believe it or not, it's not about that next big thing. It's not about that when. If you are unhappy in your life now, I can assure you that doesn't go away unless you work on the fundamental issue about why you're unhappy with who you are right now, with where you're at right now with what's afforded to you right now and why you're not living a life of purpose and meaning right now. One of my mentors said to me just last week, he said, Steph, if you're not successful in this life season, I think it's odd that you think you might be successful in the next life season. You've got to master right now if you expect to have a purposeful and meaningful life. If you expect happiness, you've got to figure out what does that look like right now. So even this concept of I deserve happiness, what does that even mean? What does that mean to you? I deserve happiness. What is not being afforded to you right now that if it happened, suddenly your life would be better? How are we even defining this? Happiness is not a destination. It's the byproduct of living a life of meaning, a life where you have value running, a life where you get up and, and you're doing things that are purposefully and they're congruent with what you want to be true about your life. The Courage to be Happy is a book I had read several months ago. And one of the phrases they said in there is that the essence of happiness is the feeling of contribution. We go to that idea of purpose and meaning. If you're living a life of purpose and meaning, you're probably going to be happy just because of how you're doing it. Just because that's what happiness often stems from is waking up and doing things that feel valuable. Things that add value, not just to your 
your life, but to the lives of those around you. That is altruistic to at least a degree and that uses your gifts and your talents in an external way, influencing others and contributing to others' wellness and others' lives as well. One of the most fascinating statistics, and I know I've shared this before, but I look at what happens when people reach that when event. So when they publish their first book, the amount of depression that is in the lives of first-time book publishers or first-time artists when they drop their first track or people who have this really big goal. And once they arrive there, the amount of people that experience depression is astronomical because they get to whatever that destination was and they realize, oh, I'm still me. And if I don't like being me, that's still the problem. When we look at the statistics of those who go through radical body transformations, when they go through cosmetic surgeries, and and there's now a before and an after, in most cases, the after does nothing for them outside of temporarily assuages something that's running for them. But in the long term, they're not at peace with who they are. And so whatever that new transition is, it didn't do much for them because internally they're still an issue. Now, I want to take it one step further and I want to especially talk about self-agency and what that looks like in our own stories. One of the even more destructive lies that we believe is I would be happy when someone else does this. So if someone else would just change, if someone else would just switch, if someone else would just make my life easier, if someone else would just do this thing that's bothersome to me. So parents looking at if only their kids did things differently, spouses looking at if only their spouse behaved differently, kids looking at, well, if only my parents were different somehow. That is the greatest way to forfeit agency in your own story. How do you expect to be okay with who you are if it's contingent on someone else deciding that they're going to do things that make you okay or help you be better? That just fundamentally doesn't work. We call it the external locus of responsibility or the external locus of control. We do not control other people. So to give someone else some sort of big role in my story, they're somehow an equal contributor to my story. Not only is that absolutely impossible, but it's it's just disempowering. It doesn't work to say, I will be happy when my spouse joins me in a certain health quest. I will be happy when my kids go to this particular college. I'll be happy when my neighbors do X, Y, and Z. I'll be happy when my in-laws move further away or move closer. Why would we give other people key roles in our story that just doesn't make sense? And if our happiness is contingent on someone else's performance, it's even less likely that we'll arrive at happiness, unfortunately. When we go into this vein of thinking, we forego self-agency. And when we forego self-agency, we often feel stuck and helpless in our own stories. And the reality is we have this one life. We have this one shot. Are we going to spend it blaming other people for our lack of happiness? Are we going to look at our external circumstances and decide that we don't have the ability to be happy right now in the current situation that we're in? Are we really going to default to excuses about why life is what it is? We have choices. And we can make these choices with or without someone else coming alongside of us and being a part of our story. We can do radical shifts with or without the permission of other people, with or without the intentional help of other people. Now, I do talk often about bringing models and mentors into your life, and I'm not talking about lacking those resources. I'm talking about pushing the pause button until your significant other or your parent or someone else comes alongside of you and does the work with you. If you wait for that, I worry that you're never going to pull the trigger because what if they're never ready for the change. When things are not working out in our lives, when we are going through a season of pain or a season of struggle, these are invitations 
foundations for us to shift and to make choices that are more congruent with what we want to be true about our lives. And meaningful shifts and meaningful changes will move us towards happiness because they move us towards purpose and meaning. So we channel our self-agency. We do things that help us experience purpose and meaning. And the byproduct of that can be happiness. I was just looking at, there's a Facebook page called Girls Love Travel. And it was very interesting. There's a young woman who is in her mid-20s and she puts this out into the universe. And and there were hundreds and hundreds of responses. She asked the question, I want to travel and, and see the world. My significant other wants to settle down and get married. It doesn't sound like both are available to me. What should I do? And I am just kind of reeling from why would you put that out into the universe and ask people their their responses? Where is your self-agency in your story? Either way, there's going to be a price that you're paying here. Which price is congruent with who you want to be? Do you want to be that world traveler and let this guy go? That's a choice. Do you want to, at least for now, put a pin in some of those travel dreams and spend time in relationship with someone else and create meaning with them? That's a choice too. Either way, you're going to live in the consequences of those choices. And whenever we make a decision, there is going to be opportunity cost in there. But first, don't get your advice from an online forum for one. And number two, play it out. Play out each one of those avenues and decide which one gets you towards purpose and meaning. Which one is congruent with your values? Which one, because it's congruent with your values, is going to give you the byproduct of happiness? Often we want the fun and we don't want the consequences of that fun. But every decision we make, it does have a consequence. Consequences, by its very nature, they could be both positive and negative. Consequence doesn't automatically mean negative. But there is no such thing as a pain-free choice. And this is especially true when we are wavering and waffling in our decision-making process. The longer we wait to do things that would bring us closer to purpose and meaning, the more pain we're going to inflict on our own lives along the way. We're responsible for the yeses that we say. We are responsible for the no's that we give. The things that I avoid doing, I'm still responsible for those outcomes. The things that I'll say I do and I don't follow through on, I'm responsible for those outcomes. The goals that I have where I don't act on them, that's a me thing. These are issues that we run into so often and other people get blamed for them. Other people get blamed for our complacency. Other people get blamed for our lack of happiness. And I want to encourage you to think, when I do that, where is the disempowerment in my story? Why am I going to allow someone else to be the reason I do what I want or I don't do what I want. Now, again, there's caveats here. We do have responsibilities to people in our lives. We have been entrusted to others and others have been entrusted to us. And so we have to be discerning. But if you are sitting in a spin cycle of life and you're not experiencing what you perceive to be happiness, I'm going to ask you to think about what are your values? How do you find purpose? How do you find meaning? And are you waiting for someone else to be the reason that you show up in your own life? Or are you blaming someone else and making them the excuse for why you don't show up in your own life. We should not decide to take health seriously because someone else is willing to do the work with us. We should not decide to be financially resourceful and responsible only if someone else comes alongside of us. We should not move our bodies only because other people's come along and give us permission or empower us in that. We shouldn't work on our relationships only because someone else is willing to do the work first. If you're waiting for other people to pull the trigger so you can act in your own life, I assure you happiness will not be afforded to you because you're not going for purpose and you're not going for meaning. And if we're not doing that and we're blaming it on other people, it just doesn't track, my friends. If we want to reach peak potential, I do think our system 
systems can work for us or they can work against us. So other people do influence what we have going on, but they do not control it. And if we are in a spin cycle of despondency and frustration and we're blaming someone else, I'm going to ask you to take a look at how are you contributing? What is going on with you that you are allowing mediocrity in your story and calling it okay or, or excusing it? And then are you blaming it on someone else? We cannot continue to lie to ourselves. We cannot say, I'll be happy when dot, 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 dot. We have to learn to be happy now. And we do that through finding purpose and finding meaning. There will not be a more convenient season. If we are not successful in those objectives now, do not expect to be successful in those objectives in the next season, whatever that looks like, because that's not how it works. Do not expect to finally find fulfillment when you have a certain outcome down the road. When the scale says the right thing, when the bank account says the right thing, when your passport says the right thing, it doesn't happen that way. If you're unhappy, we've got to sort through that. What's going on with you? Because if we take it and put it into an external goal, when X, Y, and Z happens, or when someone else does something, I'll finally be happy. My friends, I assure you that day will not arrive in the way that you're expecting. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. Please share this content with friends and family. Feel free to connect with Stephanie at healingthroughpain21 at gmail.com. Until next time, be well.